Hello and welcome once again to Yadi Yadi Boys, the official JoJo's Bizarre Adventure podcast of the anime, of the manga, of the Hirohiko Araki. I'm your host, Eddie Colazzo, also known as Happy Hollow Blazed. And with me as always, it's Brooks Hollow Sweet. Hey, I'm Brooks, aka Eugene V. Dabs. What's up? <laughs> it's good. Thanks. Uh, to, to, to happy merry merry Christmas to everyone. Yeah, that's our Christmas special. It's JoJo night. We spent it in the Egyptian desert. And it was, it, you know, uh-huh. it was better than Stardust Crusaders the first half. It it really was. It definitely has a good start. It already, like, I'm sure it gets significantly better than this, but it was already, it felt more important. Like, every enemy stand user is more memorable in this part. It was cool and good yeah. to see. Ha- um, so I gotta ask, um, what, what do you think about the dog? The funny dog who loves to fart? Yeah. The funny farting comedy dog? Yes. Iggy. I kept going back and forth on it. Because it's very funny when a funny dog farts. We all love to see and hear and experience. Especially when it farts on Polnareff's It farts on Polnareff, the worst Stardust Crusader. (laughs) And it's funny because Polnareff, he doesn't usually get to expel things out of his butt, so it's insult to injury. Yeah, given a taste of his own medicine. There, my first dog-related note is watching the intro, and I note that there is a dog in it, which I don't care for, that seems to be joining the gang. Uh, oh, I... Uh, remember this in the last season um when uh stan proud plays there's one part where it's like uh five shooting stars like going across the desert or something right or and if you look to the side there's like another one off in the distance and that's iggy and that's iggy good and in the last episode when they do the sound effects at that part you hear a dog go it's good (laughs) The dog goes ora ora ora. That's there, good. They go. They go ora. They ora, fucking ora. do it at the end. Yeah. We'll we'll talk. We'll get into that. Yeah. Um. So so uh, episode twenty five, part two, Stardust Crusaders, Egyptian Adventure, Iggy the Fool and Geb's Nduul. Like it's actually Nduul's Geb, but for the rhyme to work. Uh, I'll allow oh, it. okay. Because I did like to say that out loud. Yeah. Uh. So this episode starts. It's the our friends are standing in the desert. The big desert in the, the big, minute. The big desert in the Egypt. And Jotara says, it should be about time. And then the theme song plays. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about this one? Here's my take. At first, the intro kind of blows musically. Uh-huh. I don't care. Like, it's my least favorite musically so far. But the shit with, like, the historical Dio and JoJo shit at the beginning is very good to see. It's it's a bad song to listen to. I do like that it's all it's all of the three previous singers. Oh, I forgot about that shit. In this song. And one of them says Star Platinum. Yeah, one of them definitely does say Star Platinum. And then they all go order, order, order at the end. So you you see like handsome schoolboy Dio and then you see the large Jonathan's body Dio. And (laughs) I think you see Joseph and Jonathan, but it's I have bad. I have cursed eyes. it It just feels like five different songs in one. Yeah, Like there's no melody. But I, I like to There's, see them. Do, but at the end, they very much do go ora, ora, ora over and over again. And it's mm. good to me. And then it feels like the, the like, less stinger. Like, it goes on way too long. It's like, dun, 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 dun. Like, yeah. it feels like it should end <laughs> half, a half a measure earlier. But okay. I also, so like for the last, I don't know, six months, basically every morning when I take a shower, I'll just pull up YouTube and I'll find a video of, like, all JoJo intros. And then I'll... 
as I'm washing my hair, I'll do the moves along with Caesar as I'm like, you know, I'll listen to Sonochino Sodome and all that shit. Mm -hmm. And I'm very glad that I always stopped it after Stan Proud because I very much would have seen Avdol and his new dog. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, that's weird. Yeah. Anyway. Huh. Guess it's all a dream. Anyways. Uh, so then there we go back. Our friends are standing in the desert and there's a helicopter. And I think Polnareff says, look, it's a helicopter. <laughs> and Kakyoin says, you don't have to state the obvious. We can see that. Right. Yeah. Great job. Um, <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt the podcast, but I'm being harassed on Twitter currently during the recording uh-huh. about Caesar Zeppoli being a proud Italian fascist. And I, <laughs> I, I hate to see it. It's, hey, sometimes you got to face the harsh truths. In, Friend uh... of the show, um, Rick of Pickles has sent me, um, Mussolini is always right in Italian and, and has falsely claimed that it's a quote by Caesar. And he never said that. Maybe in the manga. We didn't read that one. So. It's possible. He's he's in an, he's somewhere in a nice Italian villa uh, with him and Joseph's six children, mm. and they're going to be the people who show up and kill the nine hooded people, folks. The nine Egyptian god cards. Yeah, Rob right, Slifer the Sky Dragon is going to show up from Yu Gi Oh. That would be gonna so be sick if one guy was like, "My card tarot card suggests Obelisk the Torment." <laughs> It'd be good. Like, yeah, dude. Um. So a helicopter lands, and it's guys from the Speedwagon Foundation, and they look so fucking shady for no they reason. They look extremely evil and like bad. Like, their eyes see. are black, and they're like, meh. Like, they just look like they're, like, imposters, or, like, they're gonna trick them or something, but instead nothing happens. And, hey, I have a question. How do they, they mentioned that they checked and made sure that the helicopter wasn't a stand. How do you do that? I don't know. Do you just... Do you, do you punch it very softly with... Star Platinum. Star Platinum does one very delicate star finger to it. And yeah. depending on how it reacts, they know. Um, so then there's just like 20 minutes of them being like, hey, your new member is in the back seat of the helicopter. And then Polnareff or whoever looks in is like, huh? I don't see anyone. He must be very small. Like, this goes on for like 10 minutes. And then a dog jumps out. Yeah, it's a dog and it has personality issues. As as Joseph repeatedly also uh, Avdol keeps saying like this new member Polnareff like you won't be able to beat him, which is good. I uh, Avdol's just like he's good actually, and he's you can't actually, beat yeah. this dog up. Um, so the, a dog jumps out, and the first thing we learn about this dog is that he likes he loves to tear human hair by the mouthful. And no, that's that's not all. Uh huh. While he's tearing out hair, and he's doing it to Polnareff as it's being explained. This is Iggy. He loves tearing out human hair, and while he does it, he loves to fart in the human's face. He does. He likes to fart in faces also, as well. And also, just, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to gloss over the fact that he loves to fart in the human's face, but Polnareff very much put his hand in the dog's sticky cum, didn't he? I, I thought that was is that, drool. Is that jizz? I thought it was drool. I don't think Iggy nutted in the back of the helicopter, but I guess it's possible. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll agree to disagree on that yeah, one. Yeah, we'll have to, to uh, do some forensics on that and see. And here's my theory about Iggy. Um, so this is sort of a revenge on humanity, if you think about it, because Dio... The first time we see him, he jumps out of a vehicle and immediately attacks a dog for no reason. 
Yes. And here there's a dog jumping out of a vehicle and immediately attacking a human mm. for no reason. It's like poetry. It rhymes. It's like poetry. It rhymes. And there's probably an entire dog version of Jojo where like Danny is Jonathan Joestar. It's probably really good. And all the humans die instead of the dogs. Yeah. yeah and Abdal still dies. Abdal still dies no matter what. Um, so, oh, uh, we should also mention that for some reason Iggy, his favorite treat that makes him calm down is coffee flavored gum. Which exists, apparently. Which, I think this is the first part where I... Yeah, this is the part my note says that Iggy is bad now, because that's bad to think about. When I drink a coffee, and I like the taste, and I like the bitter flavor, the thing I'm thinking most is, like, what if I could chew this some more? Yeah, what if it was softer in my mouth? And I could chew it for hours. I would love that. Like Iggy. Like Iggy. Um, So, Iggy, for those of you who don't watch the show, he looks Looks exactly like like... He looks like shit, and he also looks like Triumph the Insult comic dog. And um, so then, like, Polnareff brings out Silver Chariot, and Iggy says, oh, that's a wonderful stand for me to poop on. And it's very funny, and we like to, we all like to. It's so funny he he does that. He Um, says it's funny. Is this when Iggy, like, does a stand? Funny dog do a stand? Yeah, this is where you see the fool, and it's like a big droid made of sand, and he has feathers. He can, he can basically, like, control sand. It's his power. Iggy's Iggy's a sand user, you could say. Yeah, something like that. Uh, and Polnareff tries to cut it with the sword because he's a fucking idiot. Yeah, and, and Silver Chariot has only worked one time. <laughs> when when he was first introduced and he cut the coins and fire together. He cut fire and then it was good. Uh, and then uh, the Speedwagon guys, they're like, oh, hey, uh, Mr. Joestar, here, a new expensive Polaroid camera for you to take spirit photos with. I was under the impression he could take one. You get one. You get one. And then the camera is destroyed. Yeah, that was definitely, I thought, yeah, I definitely thought he meant you get one more shot, bud. (laughs) So I wonder uh, if that camera ever actually comes into play again. I don't remember. Oh, good. We'll see. It definitely comes into play right now because Joseph is my wholesome dad who's no longer racist. Oh, since he asked how Holly is? Well, because they take a cute group photo. Oh, yeah, of course. It's a good, it's a good photo they take together. Yeah. And, and then Pol- he also asks about Holly, which is yeah, nice. Pol- and she's Polnareff. bad, folks. Polnareff is, like, holding Joseph's chin. It's, like, a good yeah, picture. It rules. Um, so CC says, How, how's Holly? And the guy's like, she's very sick. She doesn't have much time. And everyone acts like they didn't know that. Yeah, she will die in exactly two weeks, yeah. narratively. Weird. Um, so, oh, yeah, the Speedwagon guy, he's like, oh... Uh, one of our Speedwagon friends found nine hooded figures leaving a place where Dio was, and then he died. Hey, was that... So did that guy get killed by Odul's? Yeah, he was killed by Odul's. Cool, it was water. I was right. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, And then, speaking of Odul's, we see a guy, and he's far away. <laughs> and there's no alcohol in him. And there's no alcohol in him, and he's, like, walking with the stick, and there's a fly around him, and he, like, tries to catch the fly, but he doesn't. Yeah. And then he hits a rock with the stick, and this rock flies up and kills the fly. It was nice of him to remind me personally why the fly was important. It was, what's it called? It was, like, the way, the way, way fly or something way, like way that. The way, way, Nile fly. And it old... hel- it's the one that helped those Stardust Crusaders find Dio. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. uh, so how do we feel about like blind guy with super hearing powers? I mean, it's not it's not good. It's I not just, great. Like, like it's kind of a thing in fiction. Yeah, it's it's a there's it's it's a it's a bad term to say, but the like in disability studies, there's a term called like super crip that it kind of it like <laughs> oh, oh my god plays into. 
it's it's people within that have things are are the ones typically using that term. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just it's you know we've talked about a lot about like weaponized disability and stuff like that and like it's it's not good and it's for sort of the it's for like abled audiences for the most part which is why it's mm-hmm. kind of icky yeah um but i mean i like to see the like i like to see the sonar i'm i'm still a sucker for that yeah it's it's cool i guess I saw Daredevil in theaters, and I'm pretty sure I liked it. So, but you didn't watch like the good Daredevil on Netflix. Oh no, I'm ve- I'm a very busy man. <laughs> I'll get around to it. I saw Jessica Jones, and it was good. Uh huh. Um. So yeah, he uh, kills a fly, and so that was a little heavy. Let's talk about Paul Nareff talking about being mad that the fart dog gets to ride shotgun. Well, first we should mention that uh, someone earlier, someone's like, "Hey, why can't we just fly across the desert in the helicopter with these speedwagon guys?" And Joseph's like, because we would put them in danger. <laughs> so just remember that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Then they're in their, like, they're in their um, big boy cart. And they're driving through the desert. And Iggy takes up the entire back seat. And, like, Polnareff, Kakyoin, and Abdul are in the, like, trunk. <laughs> like, the pickup part, complaining. Right. And Joseph's just like, whatever. Let him eat, let him eat his gum. Yeah, That's he's hungry. Jotaro gets shotgun, of course, because... He's the main it's character. It. Yeah. That's fine. Um, so what happens? They, like, pull up and they see the helicopter. Is it they see that the helicopter got crashed and there's, like, a bunch of, like, the fucking rudder or whatever is completely obliterated. The and propeller? Av- yeah, you know, the a helicopter. The, the thing that, um, the, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in the social sciences. Yes, okay. I took an engineering class in ninth grade, and then I said, uh-uh, and then I read Foucault instead. Can I tell you, I did the exact same thing. <laughs> Good. I said, don't worry, Mom and Dad, I'll be the one to buy you a lake house one day, and then I said, just kidding, I'm going to go $100,000 in debt instead. Yeah, I said, I don't like this, I'm going to go read The Stranger. I'm um... going to go farther in college and be more poor than anybody else in my family. <laughs> I'll show you all. <laughs> it's Good. Uh, so the helicopter's exploded. And then Avdol immediately says, huh, there's no sign that it was attacked. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, it, that, like, it's on fire and crushed, like, a, a tin can, and then everyone's dead. So it must have just had a weird crash. You know, it's it's regular, normal pilot error. So what happens? They find the first guy, and there's, like, a fish in his mouth. Yeah, there's, like, a funny, he has a bunch of water in his mouth, and he drowned in the desert. Like, like I don't get where the fish came from. I mean, maybe uh, it, maybe it, the water stand like, just had one. So the the spoilers and dual stand. It's like a a water like elemental type thing that he can control, but it's not like it can create water and put a fish in a mouth. So. Yeah, because then you, he could just go into the water that makes up most of the people and just probably implode them or something. Yeah, but anyway, they find one of the speedwagon guys and he's like drowned, and we do get the very good JoJo line: "He drowned in the middle of a desert." It's a cla- it's a classic JoJo line that we all love to hear. Yeah, and there's like water comedically dripping out of his mouth, and a big fish falls. <laughs> it's out. a big comedy moment. It's for like sure. a big comedy goldfish like flops into the desert and dies. Mm-hmm. And then the other guy is like crispy. He looks yeah, like he's he, very like, he looks like SpongeBob and... when he doesn't have water. <laughs> yeah, and the guy's saying he's like water, water, and they're like, "What's that? Do yeah, you water, want water, water, water." 
So they bring him the canteen, and the fucking uh, stand flies out of the canteen and just, like, rips his entire face off of his it's head. It's pretty good. It rules, actually. It really, yeah, let me let me go back. It rules. And, the, like, a whole screen is just censored. So that's how you know it was vicious. Yeah. Um, so water rips the face off, and then everyone, like, jumps, and they're all, like, scattered and looking and at it. And then it's six minutes into the episode, so this is the part where they determine that the stand user must be far away. yeah. Um, and it, it's gross. There's like blood flowing out of the canteen or whatever. And I did like, there's at one point it's a uh, Kakyoin and Polnareff like separated together mm-hmm. and Kakyoin's like, Polnareff, go attack it with Silver Chariot. And he's like, no, you shoot it with an Emerald Splash. And Kakyoin just goes, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I could do it and it would hurt him really bad. I just don't feel like it. So, and then, uh, as this I do, I also want to point out that. Jotaro, when they're trying to determine where the stand user is, Jotaro's like, I checked for stupid mirrors like the sun. Yeah. Like good. the time that we fought the sun, which is a good callback. I did, I did, do think he, like, looked around with binoculars with star platinum eyes. Yeah. And he, like, couldn't find anyone. So. Well, speaking of large, beautiful eyes. Um, yeah. This is where we learn that the water is the stand because it cuts Kakyoin's beautiful eyes. Yeah, it cuts his eyes. I forgot that happened in this episode. And... Now, Kakyoin, he lives for drama, because he's basically unconscious for the rest of the next two episodes. With his eyes, like, bleeding. And, like, his eyes got hurt, and, like, maybe he won't be able to see. I don't know. But... Like, Avdol gets his neck cut, and he's still like, um, hey, like... Right, like, it would hurt a lot, and I I can even imagine, like, just passing out from, like, the shock of it or whatever. But he's... (laughs) Kakyoin died. Yeah, Kakyoin definitely died in this episode, and no one mentioned it. (laughs) um so yeah and then iggy as it's happening he he goes to sleep and this is this is iggy's not not great at this point not a big iggy fan so he's sleeping in the car right and then he like wakes up and jumps out of the car and goes to sleep on the desert yeah because this this is where okay so after kakyoin gets hit polnareff also gets hit in the leg as they're all trying to get back into the car they're all running back to the car and kakyoin is uh, polnareff is holding kakyoin he gets his like leg cut and then but then joseph saves them with hermit purple which is vine whip now yeah he's done and he just uses it to fucking babasar like he just fucking he's been bulbasaur before has he yeah he's done it at least one time to like grab onto something because this this series of episodes has made it appear very op and maybe i just forgot but they definitely introduced it with the worst part of his power yeah that it destroys a expensive polaroid camera yeah uh so then they're all like sitting on top of the car but the stand attacks the car that like rips the tires off or whatever and starts yeah, and this is where yeah so it starts to get sucked into the sand and that's when iggy jumps out and takes a nap mm-hmm. i think that's the episode that's pretty much it we see the stand user briefly and I think fucking Jotaro or somebody deduces that, like, oh, the dog knows the sand user's location, but then it goes to sleep. We didn't find that out yet. Like, Jotaro realizes it in the next episode. Okay. Uh, Oh, what and what did you think about the new ending song? You know, I don't remember it. (laughs) I remember it being very, like, chill, which was kind of weird for the cliffhanger of it. It's good. It's one of my favorites. Is it a song? Like, is it a walk like it's, an Egyptian? It's, it's called Less Train Home by, like, the something Matheny band. I don't know. Okay, so but not my, necessarily. But my favorite thing is whenever you look for this song, like, the top 25 results are all JoJo. And not, good. like, the actual band. Good, 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 good. Yeah. 
Um, I like, and it's it's also very good that it ends with like the kind of like crispy picture, the crispy group photo, mm-hmm. and it's just like I I do this is you know I I miss battle tendency and I miss hormone, but this is a good group of boys. Fucking JPEG artifact, like blown up meme mm-hmm. <laughs> version of the photo. <laughs> Uh, let's check in with the Speedwagon Foundation. Our, our, our two members died in this episode, so not great. Well, <laughs> yeah. Now that's two fewer salaries to pay. Great, more for us. Yeah, uh, I'm not. We have a Patreon.com slash Post Game of Thrones. Patreon is going to be regular again. Yeah, they're it's regular. Change, they're going to change nothing. Same as same as it ever was. Patreon.com. Uh. For five at five dollar, the five dollar tier, you get special shoutouts and episodes, and you can send a message in. At ten dollars, you get all that and special status in Discord chat. Um, I think we've we got everyone so far. Yeah, at these tiers. I don't know that there's anyone. Uh, if you, if you're at the five or above tier and you've never been the special episode person, let me know, and then we'll give you one. Um, today's uh special users are Luna and Blair. Hey, yeah, double, double, double dose. Thanks for for your baiting, and thanks for Henry Kissinger's Pokemon going to die. Yeah, thanks, for, <laughs> thank you for that. And I don't know what that second podcast is. I've never heard about. I don't know what it is. As soon as Hikapika is on iTunes, I will listen to it if, if it you, ever gets there. If you, I, I have it downloaded on my iTunes, and you can find it for some reason if you if you go into the iTunes store and you search Henry Kissinger as Pokemon, uh-huh. it comes up. Oh, good. Okay. I mean, that makes and sense. I'm driving home for Christmas today, and I can't wait to listen to it again on the drive home. It's a very good podcast. Which also doesn't exist. And it's all it doesn't exist, and one thing that doesn't exist especially is a threat, because it's not a threat. It's not a threat, it's just a fact. It's just, it's, like, I'm Pokemon it. going to die, it's... Mm-hmm. It's just a, it's, we're all mortal. It's Memento Pokemori, as they say on the, on the good podcast. Yeah. Henry Kissinger can Pokemon going to die anywhere. <laughs> so th- thanks also to Blair, who I think might not be involved with that project, but you're but complicit is, now. Is, but also shares the account, so gets, <laughs> so gets credit for it. Yeah, you get one. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Uh, episode two. Part two. This one Part was two. good. I liked it. I liked it. It, it was a good fight to me. Yeah, it feels like it's been a while. Yeah, it's been. Um, I was hanging out with one of my Meat Space JoJo friends, um, mm-hmm. of which I have many, and uh, he was saying that like I we were talking about how part two apparently has better fights because mm-hmm. I kind of feel like I haven't had a really good fight since fucking like Cars and Lisa Lisa. Well, because a lot of f- the fights in part two were literally just like fights. Right. I feel like a lot of good stand fights are in like enclosed areas or areas where like they're limited by what they can do. Right, like, like when there's like there's a bug that writes massacre with people's tongues on a plane. Yeah, <laughs> and also there's a car. Right, uh-huh. and it's it's angry. Yeah, not one of the not one of the better ones, but yeah, okay. well they can't all be winners. Yeah, um, how's this one start? Um, so they're all. Like, the car crashes to the ground, and then the water kind of just sinks. And Kakioin lives for drama because he's still unconscious. And th- this is where Avdol imitates footsteps with rocks and does his... Oh, no, he takes his, like, um, his, like, fucking heavy bands that he wears for no reason. Oh, that's right, yeah. His, like, piccolo armor. Like, he takes it off, and he throws it. 
And Which then, is, uh, it's great because this is both, this is the most actually smart and the most brain genius thing that happens yeah. in this series of episodes uh, at the same time because it's it's like oh i'm gonna fool this guy who goes by sound by thinking these are footsteps and then he says and then i will destroy the water with magician's red yep i wrote that down uh <laughs> and super also good. also he does it and the guy's like oh he sends it he's like hmm like uh someone's moving i counted their steps they've taken five steps why would you take five <laughs> steps and then stop <laughs> He's tired. Yeah, he might be. Um, and even this whole time where everyone's like, we have to be extremely quiet. Or right. Abdul still has to get his fucking... Like, right? He still has to get his new gimmick in. He loves it. It's not going to get over. It's, it's. I mean, it's, you know, it's no Ura Ura, but it's, it's, it's pretty it's good. No, it's no Yes I Am, but it's okay. Right. Uh, hell to you. Hell Can to we bring you. that back? Lally Ho. Lally Ho can, we, we can live with that for a while. Okay. I mean, you could say it. I don't want, like, Just, Abdul to say it. Right, I wouldn't want Abdul to say funny baby eat a poopy. <laughs> so Abdul misses, and he gets owned through the neck a little bit. Oh, he does also say a cursed water stand, which is a good... Which is good, and it's a good future nickname for future episodes. Mm. Um, so yeah, he, he tries to shoot fire at the stand of water, which we all know works. And it, like, cuts his neck, and he falls and doesn't die. Yeah. Yeah. So Jotaro runs to save Abdal, and this is one of my favorite moments of the episode. Uh-huh. Because the guy who, like, the stand user immediately intuits that he is 190, no, wait, 195 centimeters tall. Yeah, because of how far apart his footsteps are. He even says that he has a young man's footsteps, which really tickles me conceptually. I think that must have been, he must have meant like in the way he runs. He's like, like not baby chosen. boomers walk like this, but yeah, millennials but... walk like this. What's well, jo, what's Jotaro? Like he's not a millennial because this is in like '89, and he's what seventeen. So yeah. Jotaro was born in the '70s. Damn. Fuck. Anyway. Ready to feel old? Jotaro Kucho was born 40 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> shit, almost 50. Damn, I hate the 21st century. Oh, shit. Anyway, uh, Joseph Jostar is 950 years old. Yeah. Jo- Jotaro Kujo is almost old enough to lie about going to Woodstock. Yeah. <laughs> I was there. I have a picture of it. It's just <laughs> it's just Star Platinum dressed up like Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> That would be so cool. It would be very good. And he 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 uses Star Spangled Banner, and that's what he plays. Yeah. Ugh. Um. So yeah, he he knows that Jotaro is running because of his 195 centimeter footsteps, and um, Jotaro just runs, and mm. everyone's like, Jotaro, no, what are you doing? And he's just like fucking booking it, and he just picks up Iggy and keeps running. It rules, <laughs> which is very good. Uh, and then Jotaro, like, he he grabs Iggy, and he's like, I, I figured out that you know where the stand user is, because you can smell him. So, you're coming with me, and you'll help me if you don't want to die, or if you want more, or if you, like, ever want coffee gum again. And when mm-hmm. Jotaro says Iggy's gonna die, like, he doesn't react, but when he says no more gum, Iggy, like, starts freaking out. Right. Which is good. Um, what happens then? They're just running for a while, right? Yeah, and then eventually he stops and demands that Iggy help him by shoving him face first into the ground. Yeah, he's like, like he's like choking Iggy. 
pretty much. Yeah, it's kind of good. It's kind of good. Jotaro doesn't kill a dog. He does. So, yeah, this is where they're, they're on the ground, and Iggy starts sweating like Inyaba, which is not the only time this episode where he does that. Yeah, you know, but like then, dogs do. Yeah, the, the the famous thing that dogs are able to do, which is sweat. Which is sweat profusely from their face. <laughs> And also and then, have full human-looking eyes. One thing about dogs who don't pant to regulate body temperature is that they love to sweat. <laughs> In the Egyptian desert. Um, that's probably that's that's I know I might be thinking of pigs. Uh, biology side of yada yada boys fandom. Do not at me. Yeah, Patrick. Yeah, Patrick. <laughs> Um, so then Iggy makes a sand shield for them at the last minute when the water stand, the accursed water stand shows up. And when, when does he like take off? This is where, okay, so it's, it's right here because when the sand shield goes away, Iggy has been replaced with a sand sculpture of Iggy. Oh yeah. So it ha- yeah, he makes a big like sand tornado and Jotaro is still grabbing like a sand version of Iggy and Iggy is like flying away. <laughs> like, it's his pretty sta- good. His stand like made sand wings and is like gliding away through the desert. It's like, I like, I don't like Iggy, but I'm glad that Iggy's around to get owned constantly, if that makes sense. I know, I think our, um, our, 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 uh, friends are all mixed on Iggy. Right. I mean, he does kind of get better at some point, but also he's still Iggy most of the time. Right. So, at least, hey, kind of cool to say a dog gets character development. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's... When you start a Clash of Kings, Stannis isn't the most likable character, but then, you know, you gotta start somewhere so that you can have growth. So you're, so what you're predicting is by the end of Star's Crusaders Battle in Egypt, Iggy will be your favorite character? No, I'm, yeah, I'm predicting that um, they're going to make it to Dio, and then Iggy's going to be like, hey, I got an idea, and then Iggy's going to burn uh, Holly alive. Um, just for, to make the snow melt in Egypt. He, it's gonna be, be good. He'll, he'll run out of uh, coffee gum. And then he'll he'll burn he'll burn uh, Holly yeah. What if the gum that he really liked was Cafefe gum? Now I think you're onto something. <laughs> Maybe Iggy is a good character. We we got a half hour in before the uh, first Cafefe, so <laughs> you're really I can tell you're really pull, reining it in. Yeah, it's I thought it would do a lot more for me to poop on this episode because that's all <laughs> I could think about when I was seeing Iggy. Um, doesn't Daniel Bryan have the same kind of dog that Iggy is? Yeah, he has a bad French bulldog that's... Claims to like animals, has a French bulldog anyway. Yeah, what? Okay. Have we have we talked about the best dogs? What dogs I, are good that you like? The best dog is a Siberian Husky. Yeah, but that's like the platonic ideal of a dog. Yeah. I, I mean, that's my, like, I'm not getting a dog until I'm in a comfortable enough position, which will never happen, to get a Siberian Husky. Yeah. My, um, one of my favorite dogs is the one with the, like, long head. Like, it looks really strong. Oh, like the horse dog. No, 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 that one's bad. Um, uh. Like a Borzoi or whatever? No, a a Bull Terrier. It's like the the target dog. Okay. They have have a long head and they look Oh, yes. I like those guys. The dog with the very tiny eyes. Tiny eyes and, like, a very long head. I like Yeah, its, its head is one big muscle. But it's where this is, like the dog that was built to survive a car crash. Like, <laughs> uh, a Borzoi is, like, built for speed and, like, handling. Yeah, and also hell. And also, yeah, this is the, uh, the Bull Terrier is all about um, power and, and top, maximum <laughs> top speed. Also, Border Collies are good. Border Collies are good. Like a wiener dog. There's a... There's... 
Now I, I I I had a hunch that you were so, you were sort of a small dog gentleman, and I'm more I, of a large dog gentleman. I prefer I prefer I listen, I don't like I li- I prefer a medium dog. Yeah. I don't like a tiny dog. Like I h- hate Chihuahua. Do not yes. like it. Chihuahua bad to see. But any animal that's bigger than me, I'm not going to have as a pet. <laughs> so that's fair. Because yeah, I, yeah, a great dane like, could eat and kill you. Like corgis are good, but it's kind of like played out now. Now. Okay, th- now this is this is you know playing God, and it's probably like morally wrong, but like Pomskis, which are Pomeranian slash Siberian Huskies, what um, like are real and strong in my friend, like just the best abomination. It's the thing where like under capitalism, like you are alienated from your labor, and like <laughs> but like the one thing that capitalism can't offer you is just like this useless bullshit that you realize that you think you want. My favorite. That's what a Pomsky is. My favorite thing is it. Uh, for like I, whenever the like dog show is on on Thanksgiving or whatever, like I never know what's on, but I always end up watching it. And it's like here's like the dogs that were bred for herding, and here's the ones for like hunting, and then there's like garbage tier. And it's like <laughs> it, they call it something. It's like non classified dogs, and it's just like like there's even toy tier. Like there's a specific tier for dogs that are tiny and do nothing. <laughs> but then there's also another one for like garbage dogs, and it's like bulldogs and shit. Yeah, they get their own. It's just it's like just we Iggy don't know and Daniel Bryan's dog. Like we don't know what the fuck you are, but okay, <laughs> hang out with us, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, Iggy's bad to look at. But Iggy's bad. and it's also it's is this the dog with human eyes? Yes. Okay, yeah, because I don't like to see its face and facial expressions. I mean, I think most dogs that appear have, like, weird human features, but we see Iggy all the time, so it's the most pronounced. It's really hard. I just, I googled Danny Joestar to try to find the dog, and it's, I had to stop myself from typing Danny the Alive Dog, because I forget that that's not actually the canon name. I mean, it is actually the canon name, like, people haven't accepted it, but... Right, I mean, yeah, it's like, it's real and strong in my friend, but yeah. it kind of, you know, it kind of looks like a bull terrier. I thought I thought Danny was like um, a Dalmatian. Yeah, okay. I just I see I see I see this the small bull terrier eyes. Uh huh. That that was because Rocky was like, well, I can't draw a regular guy's eyes. Let's make them yeah, really tiny. Certainly and hope no, no, one will notice. no. No no publisher would allow me to publish a dog with human eyes. <laughs> I love it. Make more. <laughs> anyway. What happens? Okay, so Iggy, this is where they're gliding through the air to escape. So first, Iggy is like gliding away, and then Jotaro does like a big star platinum jump and grabs on. And Iggy, this entire for until the rest of the episode, he looks like Enyaba in that hotel episode, where she's just constantly he's sweating and farting sweat. the entire time. So <laughs> oh, you're sweating, you're sweating and farting, you're sweating and farting. <laughs> so <laughs> Iggy is gliding, and Jotaro is grabbing onto him with one hand and hanging onto him. And Jotaro says, don't strain too much. It's making you fart. <laughs> <laughs> Jotaro's good now. Jotaro's good now. And this actually, I don't know if, I know we haven't hit this yet. This actually does check out, and I was kind of expecting the narrator to mention this, but, like, gum does make you fart. Like, it's, because oh. you're swallowing air, and it, it actually, like, you fart more when you chew gum. Oh, thank you, science side of Tumblr. So that's why Iggy farts so much. Probably. And also, it's really funny. Yeah, it's pr- it's like eighty percent because it's really funny. Also, if that's just like if that's just like some fake, I fucking love science shit. I don't want to hear about it, Patrick. <laughs> it's correct. Um, so they're gliding through um the desert, and the guy's like, "Oh, like, wait, they took a jump, and then they disappeared. They must be gone now." Yeah, they went to heaven. 
it would happen. And then I think, how does he figure out that like they're flying? I don't remember. Um, they just they they like they glide so low because Iggy's trying to ditch. Iggy, uh, yeah, Iggy's trying to like drop Jotaro and drag him through the sand so the guy will find him and kill him. But Jotaro does like another big star platinum jump, and the guy realizes like, oh, they must be flying or gliding or something. Um, and then he starts throwing sand up in the air to use it as sonar, which is good. Yeah, like it, that's pretty good like it's like the stand is following them like their path and it starts like flinging sand in the air so it creates like an outline of their bodies through like hearing sonar or whatever yeah which like okay and their accuracy drops pokemon pokemon um so that happens and then the guy's like tracking them he's like oh i know exactly where they'll land blah 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 and also my name is jeb and also my name is jeb bush (laughs) please please clap so i can track track you yeah um so i don't remember exactly how they land but they do and like the stand is coming up at jotaro and he just takes star platinum takes iggy and does a fucking like baseball wind up and just (laughs) throws him across the entire desert and that's probably one of my favorite things to happen in this like whole part no yeah iggy hurtling towards towards uh geb or whatever it is very good to see. It's one and of the best like, things. And just like Star Platinum's wind up is so funny to me. Yeah, like he get, he gets the fucking four seam fastball grip on Iggy's head and just <laughs> throws him across the entire Egyptian desert. It's pretty good. So then the guy's like, "Wait, he threw something at me. I have to send my stand back to defend myself." Oh shit! He threw the dog. <laughs> um, you hate to see it. Hate to see it. I like to see it personally. Yeah, I like to see it. So it's like Jatar's like, "Oh well, he's gonna have to call the stand." You're both gonna have to use your stance to defend yourself or whatever uh so then like iggy's flying at the guy and he brings out his stand and the guy other guy brings out his stand and, like they deflect off of each other and right. then here's my problem with this episode okay uh so then the guy's like uh trying to hear where jotaro is and he can't find him because jotaro is behind the stand user right how did he get there don't know he used star run he used Star Run, but also stay six inches off the ground. Yeah. Because, like, my only logical thing is, like, oh, he was so distracted while this happened that he couldn't, like, he was only focusing on hearing Iggy and not Jotaro. But, like, I mean, he, that doesn't he does, explain how Jotaro got there. He does spend the next 20 minutes dropping his staff, so maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah. That, like, he needs his staff to detect better under maybe. this extremely correct so, and, and respectful portrayal. So this happens, and uh, Iggy, like, we're not joking, the next, until this guy dies, Iggy is, like, sweating and shaking and crying. Yeah, he, I have, uh, this is my last mention of Enyaba in the notes, because <laughs> just so stressed, so sweaty. Uh, so then the guy's like, oh, I see, you're behind me. Well, I, I guess I don't need my staff to hear anymore, but I will need it to get home. <laughs> and then he drops the staff, and it falls for five slow motion minutes. Mm-hmm. like cutting between all of the characters faces and, and yeah it, you would think that it was gonna like land on the button that would launch nukes or something it was very dramatic but as when it's about to fall like uh jotar does one big star platinum punch and the water stand like flies up and knocks his hat off his head yeah he does non-lethal damage somehow did you it why did star platinum yell did he yell? Did you notice that? Like, he punches the guy, and the, and the guy falls over, and then you hear, like, Oda! But it's Star Platinum yelling it. Oh, cool. And he does, like, a pose. Like, he does, like, a flex pose. 
and this screams is, it at the sky. You know, new part, new me. That's yep. It's like me when I go back to the first day of school and I'm like, I I say kafefe now, everybody. It's I'm my trying new thing. A, I'm trying out a new thing. My stand will scream when I win. <laughs> I've built a stand that screams constantly. Why? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so then Jatara like gets this guy and he's like, oh, I, uh, I only did non-lethal damage to you because I plan on taking you prisoner. And he just fucking kills himself with the stand. Yeah, he uses his own stand to murk himself in the brain. Which but is also very cool. He, he still has enough time to talk for a so little while. So he sends his stand, it flies through and pierces from like under his chin up through the top of his skull and he still talks for 20 minutes. No, what happened was um, he he tells you that like Hermit Purple can read thoughts because now it's the most OP shit that to ever exist. Mm-hmm. So he had to destroy the racist part of his brain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's what so, happened. So Joseph wouldn't remember what racism is and then. Right. Because yeah, he has re- so much respect for Joseph Joestar and Caesar Zeppeli, who was not a fascist, <laughs> and um, yeah, so that's why. But I also I I would love if that was like hit like because I always complained that like the enemies know exactly what their stands can do and they never know the enemies. Maybe that was him like reading too much into it. He's like, I've heard Hermit Purple is extremely powerful and deadly. I have to avoid <laughs> it at all costs. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, all it does is like take a picture of Dio's back. Which I mean, it's a good back. It's a good back. Uh, so, uh, Jotaro tells him, you knocked off my hat. Even the ocean didn't manage that. <laughs> Which, like, true. That's they, a good point. He very much swam through, like, five atmospheres of pressure in the ocean, and his hat stayed attached the whole time. It's a, it's a strong hat. Did you see his hat at the end? How, like, it had hair on it? Is it, I don't, like, there's a huge debate among JoJo fans of where the hat ends and where his hair begins. Like, so it seems like he has kind of a cane wig situation where he has hair attached to the mask and it looks yeah. bad. So is it hair attached to the hat or is the hat cut out and like his hair goes through? Like a visor sort of thing. Like a reverse visor. <laughs> we'll never know. I mean, the the not fun answer is just that Araki's kind of not the best artist in the world. Yeah, it's that he wanted to draw it the same every time and doesn't really care is probably what it comes out to. But... Yeah, it's much better to just land lampshade and be kind of lazy. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, I mean, it's he has hair and also his hat has the same hair and it goes right on top of the other hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this guy's dying for 20 minutes and he explains that, like... He gives us his whole backstory, and he's like, "I and no one suspected me when I killed and murdered, and then I met Dio, and he was so powerful, deep, large, and beautiful. It honestly ruled. That's, I love, I love Dio being powerful, deep, large, and beautiful, and he acknowledged his worth. Yeah, because it's still like to me, I don't know. Dio's not necessarily a gray villain, but it is nice to remember, like." Oh yeah, like there, there's at least this flimsy narrative reason why everybody's loyal to him. Like everyone just loves Dio, and he's like, Dio made me feel. He made me feel like it was okay to be weird. Yeah, <laughs> and um, he, he also says the evil need an evil savior, which is cool. Yeah, and then he just dies. Yeah. Um. So Jotaro buries him, and he puts his staff in the sand, and it looks cool. Um. And then he'll come back in 20 episodes and say, actually, the water just grazed and the front J- of my Jotaro forehead. And without a hat looks fucking terrible. I don't like to see it. It happens again later, and I still don't like it. Maybe that's why he's Volcel. <laughs> Can you uh, like, he, he doesn't want to take me? his clothes off. It looks oh, bad. oh, so he's, he's a never nude? Yeah, just like the top part, though. It would be so good if Jotaro had a little, like, jean hat under his <laughs> under his school uniform hat. 
Yeah, and that's who Best Genus is. <laughs> yeah. Now you get it. Yeah. Um, so Jotaro, like, is walking away, and Iggy, he's like, I'm not mad at you, Iggy. Like, from your point of view, like, the old man forced you out here and made you fight someone, and, uh, yeah, you know, I kind of get it. That's not you, Nymeria. It's good. Yeah. So he's like, do you want some coffee gum? And Iggy's like, and runs away. And he's like, okay, whatever. And then Iggy runs back and he has Jotaro's hat and he brought it back to him. Does he also shout Iggy at this point? He also does say Iggy. Iggy the dog says Iggy. And then Jotaro looks and he's (laughs) holding his hat. And Jotaro's like, oh, maybe you're not so bad after all. But But then it's funny because Iggy nutted in his hat. And he nutted, Iggy nutted in his hat. He puts the hat on and he's like, oh, coffee gum, yada yada. Oh, there's cum in my hat, coffee, and then the episode ends. There's coffee, cum in my hat. Thank you, Iggy <laughs> the dog. And then, yeah, and then the episode ends with, okay, so Joseph drives up with his critically wounded friend yeah. and Jotaro's blind his, boyfriend. With his and three the, dying friends. And he's like, hey, come on, orange mocha frappuccino, it's fun. Let's go, let's hop in the car and go. And that's how it ends, they drive off to the desert. But then we get, uh, we get like, more get than just long... the next time. Yeah. Uh, you, you, I'll let you uh, guide us through this part. Okay, now I've heard some hype about uh, Oingo and Boingo or fucking the we're, Overwatch we're, character and we're whatever. We're going to call them Oingo and Boingo. Thank God. Okay. Yeah. So, because that's their name. Mm-hmm. Um, so these, there's a, there, so some people are at some pyramids and there's a little boy and he's reading manga, a manga about Oingo Boingo Brothers Adventure. Oingo Boingo Brothers Adventure, yes. And there's a guy who comes up and he offers him some tasty donuts in exchange for comics because he's a manga artist and he wants, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Um, so he looks into Oingo Boingo Brothers Adventure and it's exactly what just happened. Mm-hmm. But also the comic says that this annoying traveler will impale his throat on an electrical pole and die. And then the rest of the pages are blank. And he's like, huh, weird. Anyway, see ya. And this is this is so similar to Kakyoin's real ability that he loves to use. When he paints? When he paints Jotaro's knee and then cuts it? Yeah. It's like they, they forgot to do it, and then somebody reminded him. It's like, oh, we'll just give it to somebody else, I guess. So so that's... So your thing is, like, whatever he draws in it, like, happens? That's what you, like, predict the power is? Oh, I didn't even... I, I didn't know if it was, like, he was even drawing, or if it was just, like, some Stranger Than Fiction shit, where just, like, shit keeps showing up in the book. Uh-huh. Well, we'll find out next week. Yeah, we'll find out. But then there's a large Big Brother, Big Brother large shows up and says, it's not for sale, get out of here. I forget which is which. But one is Oingo, the other is Wango. I don't okay. remember who's who. So then there's, they go on a bus, and later the, there's... The, no, but first the Big Brother reads the manga, and he's like, oh, like, let's take the next bus. Oh... See, because, I'm, this is why I'm glad it's a two-person podcast. Yeah, because that bus crashes, and then... Because I don't know a goddamn thing about anything. And then the manga guy is impaled on a electrical pole, and they drive by on another bus and, like, look at him. Yeah, and it didn't seem like they did it. Yeah. I mean, unless they drew the thing, which I don't... I don't feel like Oingo or Boingo had the time to draw it, but I know that stands aren't necessarily bound to time in the same way. So, I, I don't know. I think it's... It's just a burn book with a mind of its own. <laughs> Uh, I think next week is going to be our first three-parter. Because oh. I looked and Oingo Boingo Brothers Adventure is only one episode. Is and there the, a reason why there was a close-up on the guy's watch who was impaled? Oh, because it also the thing said, like, at 10.45 or whatever, he will get on the bus and die. Because I thought it would have been pretty funny if it said, like, 4.20, but it didn't. I that'd checked. Be, that'd be really good. But Thanks. unfortunately, it, I think it was just to show that, like, what was predicted in the book 
Like, yeah, because if it had been like 15 minutes later, it'd be like, well, never mind. Yeah, fuck this. That would have been really funny though if they if Araki still showed his watch and was like, well, that was wrong, but uh, the rest <laughs> of it was pretty on point. Yeah, yeah, that's the episode. And, you know, prophecy is a sword with no hilt. Mm-hmm. Can I say good start? Good start. And then next episode, there's like an there's a bomb and an orange, and these brothers are unstoppable, and that's pretty much all I got from it. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, let's go to questions. Okay. If you have a question, you can email us at yaddyyaddyboys at gmail.com or send us an ask on our Tumblr, yaddy-boys.tumblr.com. First question this week comes in from friend of the show, Positive Stress. This one says, do you think Dio masturbates with Jonathan's body? (laughs) I'm going to say no. Why not? Because Dio constantly fucks. So you don't think he has time. Dio is like the ultimate Chad. Dio canonically fucks. Okay, I so. no, I hear I hear you, but we've only seen him in dark rooms and only his like the perspective of his back. We haven't seen where both of his hands are. Yeah, you're you're right. I, I so are we? You're, and you know, Granny Arena loved that dick. That one, the one time that she saw it. The one time she saw it and was preg- impregnated by God. Because. <laughs> yeah. That was perhaps the most important that's, cut that's, in that, JoJo that history. Like, is that like mentally challenging for Dio? Because like he's still cranking it with Jonathan's arms. Right. Like does he not look when he does it? What Do you think the hangups that it's like another guy? Yeah. Or just that he hates Jonathan so much? Well, both. Because that would mean he's, like, giving Jonathan pleasure, and he doesn't no, like that. Well, no, Dio, Dio sits on his hand until it goes numb. Oh, so it's like someone else is doing yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Good okay. podcast. You see it? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does, and he likes it. He likes it a lot. Uh, next question comes in from Tumblr user Micah Dawson, who asked, Question to Brooks. How long do you think Iggy will last? <laughs> I... Cause the thing, okay, so... I've seen Iggy before, just like somewhere on Tumblr or on Twitter or something like that. So I know that he, I'm sure he makes it for at least a couple more episodes. And mm-hmm. I know like people have opinions on him. So I'm sure that he's, I'm sure that he's, you know, the Poco of this thing. And he's in the theme song, he's in the theme song and shit. I don't think that he makes it to Dio. Okay. And not even necessarily that he dies. Maybe he just goes away or maybe he's a double agent. So you're saying that he doesn't, help like whenever the like crew gets to dio like he's not a part of it yeah whenever whoever survives on the way to dio like when they go to the his final like bathhouse fight or whatever and he fights and he's he's cranking his hog and it's very funny Mm -hmm. but the thing is i i i it seems very likely that something would happen where like okay the five original boys show up and they're about to lose and who shows up now but it's the tog the funny meme breakout character that everybody loves it's yeah, Iggy and he's farting and he's mad you can't count out the fact that he is a dog and they do not have a great track record in they don't have a great track record and yeah i do know that that's a meme that dogs don't really do well in jojos but maybe this is like the uh the creative subversion of that yeah uh, it's the exception that proves the rule yeah but man, it would be really funny if like Dio was like he was gonna like put Joseph's head in a guillotine or something, and then like he he was about to pull down the thing, and then because because we haven't really explored the fact that Dio Dio's a comrade in a long time, yeah. Um, and uh, then Iggy like jumps farts. on his beautiful hair and starts farting. That'd be so funny. 
Because you know Dio's never farted. No, oh, never. Mm-mm. He's. I. I can imagine Iggy farting on Dio's face, and Dio goes "Nani," and then because he doesn't know what it is. Yeah, it'll be so funny. So I think. Yeah, I think he he makes it to uh, episode uh, thirteen, <coughs> and then he goes away, and we never see him again. Okay. Uh, t- Tumblr user Rick of Pickles with the two parter. This one says, is Iggy's fucked up face better or worse to look at than Iggy Pop's fucked up torso? <laughs> better. I hate it. Now, Iggy Pop's torso is something I love to see. I don't, because, you know, sometimes people are like, hey, that song, like, Lust for Life, it's good. But then you have to see Iggy Pop sing it with your shirt off, and I do not like it at all. It's good. He looks like an ultra beast. I love him. <laughs> he does. You be Iggy. Like... <laughs> like non-euclidean yeah <laughs> it's so i mean i'm looking at it i can't even i couldn't tell you what we were talking about five seconds ago <laughs> oh, this, is the last, this, this is the last thing you see before you die <laughs> um also i have to admit i have i usually keep track of funny things we say during the episode to like make a potential episode title but I okay. saw the, this next ask early, and I already knew that was going to be that something from it was going to be the title. Okay. So also from Rick of Pickles, uh, Joseph Joestar was a gay man living in New York City in 1969. So what I'm saying is that Joseph Joestar brick toss overdrive the first brick at Stonewall. <laughs> That's very good. Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to do like a Stonewall movie thing and like take away the work of Marsha P. Johnson, but I do think. That Joseph Joestar definitely added Hamon to the brick that she threw. To, pro- like, propel it farther. To propel it, yes. To give it the strength to defeat the vampire. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the vampire police. Yeah. Uh, Tumblr user Tough Miss T- Toughster MCG asked, If they made a movie about Iggy being a dog that's very good at human sports... With no CGI special effects, just a very talented dog, what human sport would Iggy be unusually good at? Damn, we haven't talked about Airbud in a minute, huh? We haven't. So, beach, <laughs> and beach, we won't. Beach volleyball is like obvious, right? But I want to know if he just has control of sand or like because if he can control dirt, he could be good in baseball. BMX, BMX, do cool tricks. Or, like, in, like, sumo wrestling, like, before when you do sumo, like, when you spread, like, the sand around the ring mm-hmm. and, like, part of, like, the ritual element of it, like, you could use that to, like, attack. Like, so I want to know if regular people can see the sand, because they, they can't see the fool, the actual fool, right. but can they see the sand, like, being manipulated? I would guess now, so. The, the thing is, we've already seen Air Bud Buddy do so many human sports with no CGI special effects, just a talented dog. Mm-hmm. We've seen beach volleyball, we've seen baseball, we've seen football, we've seen soccer, we've seen basketball. Um, you think Emmy, Iggy would do UFC? Iggy probably could do UFC. Because I feel like Iggy has like the right temperament for it, too. Yeah. Yeah, he would be a good fighter. But I, I wonder about his like um, submission techniques. Like that That's his only... Um... Like his holds, I would worry about. Yeah, because it would probably he would probably get a lot of like demerits or whatever they call yeah. it in UFC, where it's like, <laughs> also, oh man. Also, you... he could be a baseball and Star Platinum could just throw him very fast. 
He could also just be a baseball. Because yeah. that's, yeah, that's something that the Airbud series, the Pentology, hasn't really explored a lot, is what if Airbud was just a p- equipment? What if he was the sport? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the answer. I mean, Ig- there, Iggy there is probably, good at being a baseball. There are probably rules that say, like, a baseball has to be, like, leather and made out of this many stitches. But, like, just paint Iggy and he'll be fine. There is definitely a rule, say, a dog can't be a baseball. D- yeah, we'll we'll get, get into the... But don't... The, when, like, when... Okay, so when Greg, Greg Maddox or some other pitcher whose name I don't know mm-hmm. is... Um, Went back to the 90s on that one, huh? Because he's left-handed and he was on the Braves, and I liked them when I used to play the game in the arcade. Uh-huh. You know, remember those arcade baseball games where it was like, it wasn't a button to swing the bat, it was like, you, a like bat, pulled back like, the lever? It. it was good. Yeah, those are good. Those are very good, I like that. Baseball's a good sport. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, when a, when a pitcher does, to get a better grip, don't they put like a, a dust or a sand or something like that on their yeah, hands? Yeah, there is like a, a little the rosin bag, it's called. They pat the bag, and you're allowed to do that to get grip. Okay. Nice. Well, Iggy could probably put some sand in there. So Iggy's a baseball. Iggy's a baseball. Okay, thank you. Yeah, Iggy's a baseball. Joseph Joestar helped to throw the first brick at Stonewall. Yeah, great. And also, uh, Jotaro Kujo is the starting pitcher for the Atlanta Braves. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the episode. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. That's all. Bye. That's all. (laughs) See you Uh, next week. See you next time. Three part fun time maybe we'll see um yeah be sure to check out um the hottest new sjw leftist podcast um <laughs> soon to probably be taken off of google play and itunes i can mm-hmm. imagine i mean they already approved it on google i mean yeah but it's you know like some, someone's forever. gonna wake up at four in the morning and be like oh shit <laughs> and then realize what they've done yeah anyway yeah it uh it's like it's like a that henry kissinger is pokemon going to die is as fleeting as a bubble <laughs> and the opposite of fascism as splendid and as never persecuted for his war crimes as a bubble <laughs> don't get cooked stay off the hook don't get cooked stay off the hook stay off the hook caesar didn't know about his family or what was going on geopolitically at the time bye bye <laughs>